Damn it, Taylor. I'm gonna need you to stay late today, bud. We've got all these expenses, business reports to do, and I need you to stay past six. I don't care if you gotta go home for your mental health or whatever. But at this, oh no! At this, at this job at corporate office, we are a family, and it's a one-way relationship where I abuse you and use you to make money. So what do you say, pal? You want to excuse wanna... me, but oh, I believe I've actually filed with HR that. I have a rare condition that causes me to bark like a dog when I'm asked to work longer. And you have violated what I disclosed to this company. And I am i think I might just bark some more if I have to do all this extra work, okay? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a common man trying to work an honest living. They don't call it nine to six or nine to past six even. You know, uh, one day, you know, you so-and-so, one day we're all going to stand up to you, but probably not now, and probably not without a union. Um, how late do you need me to stay? I don't appreciate your attitude, Mr. Taylor, but I hear you. It's been a long, stressful day. I'm only going to ask you to stay until 6.15 today. As long as you... Come in early tomorrow. Bring, bring, bring. Hold on, I'm getting a call from my wife. Bring, bring. You go right Hello. ahead as long as that work gets done. I'm out of here. <laughs> Hello? Hi. You need to come home because your work-life balance sucks. Get home now and tell your boss to go suck it. <sighs> Baby, it's a rough day at the office. I'm <laughs> tell already... Tell me about it. I'm already barking like a dog, you know? Some days I come home and these dogs are barking. But today, I'm the dog. It's not just a metaphor for my sore feet. Yeah. Because I work so hard and... <sighs> we all know what that means. That means you must take a rest. You know what? You're right. My boss seemed like a guy who really cares about self-care. He'll understand if I just come home and decompress with you while we watch a nice, soothing film. Yes. Most likely. End scene. I Denny was fired the next day. <laughs> Denny was... <laughs> Mr. Taylor was going to clear out his cubicle the next morning. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the start of a new series where we do one movie at a time per week for once. How about that? That's a fun change. So Yeah. Loving it so far. If you couldn't tell, this is Movies for When You've Had a Stressful Day at Work. Work-life balance is important. Sometimes we can't always get that. You got to come home and decompress a little bit, and we're going to offer you some movies that you can do that with. We hope. Yeah. They work for us. Hopefully they work for you, too. Hell, man. So we hope you're really burnt out and have stressful days at work for the next <laughs> three weeks, because we've got <laughs> content for just that scenario. If yeah. one day out of every week for the next three weeks you come home from work like really angry perfect <laughs> have we got Boy, a time for you have a show for you have if you happen to have a <laughs> three week streak of not coming home angry about work 
like tell us how you did it yeah <laughs> like, if this content was irrelevant yeah. you've to you. won capitalism congratulations that you don't need you content make a Europe. podcast forget movies just teach me your secrets all right Shouldn't you be making <laughs> art or something mister <laughs> if you're that fucking satisfied bub <laughs> oh well if you couldn't tell i'm sure you can by now there is a third voice amongst us a voice that oh, has wow. not been heard on the main show in quite some time. It is producer, savior of the show, Vanessa Taylor. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, Vanessa. Yes. She's Thank here. You. We missed you. It's it's good to be back, especially talking about work-life balance, which is a theme in my life that has been lacking. Ooh, so. mine too. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. That's apropos. Turns out this is a very conveniently timed series. Look at us now. Mm-hmm. Well... We're going to be decompressing with some movies. Uh, today's episode is going to be focusing on the A24 film Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Yay! Uh, but first, we decompress with that movie. Was there any other movies that you guys watched in the last week or so since we last talked? Um, I watched Holes yeah. a couple Ooh. nights ago. Um, that was a, a throwback. That was pretty fun. It, re- it holds up. Um, it holds up. Um, eh. like it's it's a great movie. It's really fun. Um, we went to a cabin this weekend with some friends. Uh, you know, friend, friends of the show Ivy and Abby Koloseki, and uh, friends of the show Troy and Ariel Stewart. So mm-hmm. had a good time in a cabin, and we happened to watch Holes at one point because yeah. uh, we had started talking about it. I don't even we remember. were doing the whole raps. Yeah, like, yeah, we were, we were doing the, the whole... A-R-M-P-I to the T. What is that? You smelling dog? That's me. That thing that was on Disney Channel 24-7 for like a year and a half. Yeah. Dig it out. Oh, oh. Dig it. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I feel like we haven't watched that much stuff lately, honestly. Well, yeah, I'm I was tired say, of watching movies, Grandpa. That's too that's damn too bad. <laughs> when I logged uh, Marcel um, from earlier today... I realized it had been over a week since I watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, why is that, little bear? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, the last thing I watched before this was the Weird Al movie, which I believe I talked oh, about last so week. So yes. good. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. good. Um, well, part of the reason is because Big Mouth and uh, Love is Blind had new seasons. Mm-hmm. Another part of the reason is um, we were finishing up Reservation Dogs, which, yep. by the way... Nice fantastic show um it's renewed for a third season and i'm weirdly disappointed by that because the last episode of season two was just such a perfect way to end the show you know like Mm. that i'm like ooh, this is like one of my favorite things on right now but you guys really brought a story to its completion you know like and you Mm -hmm. did it really well i trust taika except well everybody gets a thor four, but other than that i trust taika um But, yeah, man, it was one of the most satisfying and conclusive episodes of TV I've ever watched that I was like, oh, this was just a two-season miniseries, and then I I saw it get renewed for a third, so. But the main reason I haven't been watching any movies is because I bought a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And I have been really, really, really busy uh, being obsessed with Animal Crossing about two years late. Oh, um, oh, and I've been I've been unlocking my Smash Bros. I've got the Ice Climbers unlocked. You Ganondorf. know that. I sent you pictures. I don't it's have Ganondorf true. yet. Marth. Pikachu. All right. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, congratulations. Uh, I remember when we were hanging out for my birthday five years ago. And I got a switch. Mm -hmm. Now the video call froze, and I hope you heard that. But yeah. All we heard was, and you got a switch. Yes. You were there for it. All right. Uh, is that all the stuff you guys watched? Yeah. What have you been watching, brother? I watched a movie that was recommended by another hockey podcast, actually. Uh, this movie called Widows that I texted Denny about. Yes, yes. Steve McQueen. Not that Steve McQueen. The one that uh, directed 12 Years a Slave. He directed and co-wrote this with Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. Widows is a movie starring... Like, a movie I never heard of. Unbelievable. From like just a couple years back. Starring Viola Davis. And we've got like Colin Farrell. Holy shit. Liam Neeson. Daniel mm -hmm. Kaluuya. What? Pa Brian Tyree Henry, aka Paperboy. Yeah. It's it's just a heavy hitter cast with like a very talented director, and it's like it's like I'm surprised how good it is, not because of who was involved, but because I had never heard of it. So yeah, it, it was kind of a same. shocking. It's a shocking sleeper hit. It was. Huh. It was. A, it was a really good flick. Yeah, you we'll had me to... look up the cast on IMDb, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Holy mm -hmm. shit, what?" Michelle Rodriguez. Like it. The list goes on. Every every uh, actor you come across, you're just like, "Oh shit, they're in it too." It's oh, it's fantastic. Pretty sweet. Wait, bank heist. No. Bank heist? Like. There's kind uh, of thinking Tower Heist, which no, 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 also no, no, had no. a phenomenal Maybe not cast. Bank Heist, but like wives banding together because their husbands were in a, a thing. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I haven't I'm, seen it, but I do remember actually seeing the trailer for it. I'm winking at Vanessa, audio yes. audience, mm -hmm. which is everyone. Uh, the other movie I watched is something Denny has seen. Horse Girl on Netflix. Yes! Oh my god, Vanessa. What did you too. think? I so you just watched it too? Vanessa? We watched it when it first came out. No, we okay. watched it for our list earlier this year. What was that this year? That was this year, baby. Oh my year. god. This yep. year has lasted forever, I understand. But <laughs> I I th I thought it was really good. Um I like Allison Brie a lot. I haven't seen her in like too terribly much. It's like everything you see her in outside of community, you're like Oh shit, she's actually like really good. Yeah. Like uh yeah. she was in Mad Men and yeah, like a couple other movies I had seen. I hadn't watched Glow, but uh I watched Horse Girl and I was, oh, Glow was so good. good. I was pleasantly surprised with Horse Girl. I will watch Glow eventually. I it looks pretty good. But she I think she co wrote this uh this movie. I I'll probably need to watch it one more time to just kinda get everything, but it was it was a trip for sure. It was it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's the most informed portrayal of psychosis I've ever seen in cinema. Mm -hmm. Really? Okay. Yes. I would love it's to. Really, really good. Really, really on the money. Research was done. When Probably like, a personal connection was had. What I think <laughs> too of that because I, I think other people have done it well, but the balance I think that is struck between like. I feel like so often when psychosis is shown on film, it's either, like, played up for, like, the audience mm -hmm. or downplayed to be not as, like, scary feeling for the people. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I felt like this was, like, really well done and, like, very well acted and written. 
Well, and it's also because, like, sorry, we're eating dinner. Um, <laughs> real psychosis is honestly not very sexy or interesting. Um, it's just, like, someone who is, like, really stubborn about their crazy ideas they have in their head. And I use crazy intentionally here because this is mm-hmm. what crazy means. Um, and, but, like, Horse Girl showed you both like what's really going on and how it feels to her you know like how it feels like so real and so powerful what she's experiencing um i was such a fan man horse girl really blew me away it was a lot better than i expected yeah same we thought it was gonna be good and then we really really loved it yeah i did appreciate i would like to give it another go oh i'd watch it again i'd watch it again just saying Mm -hmm. uh i did appreciate the meta casting joke of having the girl from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt play a character that had been in a coma since the 90s. Oh, yeah. oh I don't know if I even uh-huh. caught that. Uh-huh. It was the girl at the very end who was like, oh, I've been in a coma since 1995 and all the buildings are different and everything's different. Mm-hmm. I was like, you were in a show about this very same thing. <laughs> She's an Indiana mole woman. <laughs> she was uh, Jane Krakowski's daughter or whatever in that show. Kimmy oh, Schmidt uh, moved in with them. Xanthropy. Xanthropy yeah. was her name, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got two more. I'm deciding which one I want to go first because I feel like the second one of these is going to set you guys off. Uh, so I'll go with the simpler one. We watched Falling for Christmas, the new <laughs> Netflix. Just kidding, it's Hallmark. Is just kidding, it's Netflix. Is that the Lindsay Netflix. Lohan one? Lindsay Lohan yeah. film. I cannot yeah. wait. I'm so excited for that. Like... Was it as hot garbage as I'm hoping that it is? It is as bad as you think it is in the good way that you think it will be. You will good, have good. you will have fun with it. It that, that's sucks. what I want. I I want <laughs> I want to have fun with shitty Christmas movies. I don't want to be sad by them because that's what sometimes Hallmark gets too too saccharine to the point that I'm mm-hmm. just like, no, now I don't like it. Now now you've taken away the fun. What if it was more tragedy porn? Like, no, let's <laughs> yeah, let's keep it's it light. Killing everyone's partner yeah. or their child's mother or whatever. Bring them a figgy pudding and have them kiss. How about mm-hmm. that? It's a fucking Hallmark Christmas movie. How fucking hard is it? Yeah, someone has to be a big business person mm-hmm. who then goes to small town. Small town. The yes. small town person realizes that they actually don't like big business. And they now need to leave their big business fiancé or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Fiancé to... Either fiancé to be or, like, brand new fiancé. Yeah, who actually is really horrible. And that's why it's okay that they broke up and cheated on them with the, like, hunky farmer person. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet we're going to get some of those in the audience suggestions for this theme. (laughs) Those movies really thoroughly address work-life balance as a genre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, it seemed like nobody wanted to be there, but it was still very fun. So Great. it's good to see I Lindsay Lohan doing stuff. Kind of like Christmas. <laughs> hey, I love it. Just watch yeah, but Mupp- like, just to watch the Muppets. Couldn't you say that about every Christmas party? Nobody wanted to be there, but it was still pretty fun. I don't know. I like to be at Christmas parties. So this is not a universal I'm wearing experience. a Christmas sweater currently, so... Denny's yeah. trying to make this like a universal, agreed-upon feeling when it's not. So, yeah. sorry, Denny. 
Because I mean, I, I think there are fault. some. It's there are some fault. Christmas parties that I do not want to be at. So, like, I think that sentiment does definitely apply. But I, off, I, I like Christmas enough that it's not, it's not a one size fits all. My heart just shrank one size because <laughs> of this. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Well, I'll, I'll bring you back up with the last movie I watched. Uh, my wife and I watched The Black Phone. Oh my fucking What'd y'all think? We were like, we think it was pretty good, but it was pretty weird. I thought it had a very shitty first act. Mm-hmm. I thought it sucked to start. Like, it got better. I, I had a much better time as it went along. But it sounds like I texted Denny, we, we watched it, and spoilers for a movie that's been out for like a year, I guess. Maybe less. Less. But yeah, there's. Like four months is more like. This has been a weird really? year, man. Oh. That was a summer movie. I guess it was a summer movie. Anyway, go on. I guess it's like there's a lot of loose ends mm-hmm. that yes. Denny had mentioned. <laughs> Sloppy fucking movie. So I, I will say, like, while I did not love it, I did not hate it nearly as much as Denny did. I really I think didn't like I it. think I'm on the same boat, but I did have my problems. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. Like, there were definitely, like, too many loose ends. I was like, it doesn't... They're trying to do, like, a connecting, everybody connects thing, but it doesn't really. And, like, the story that I actually wanted to know about was not the story being told. I thought there were much Mm -hmm. more interesting stories to be told within that universe that they set up. Um, So, yeah, that, that was kind of, like, my issue with it was I didn't think it was very, like well done but i i didn't hate the kid actors um i thought no. that they did an okay job i hated some of the kid actors i thought some of them did a really bad job sure sure <laughs> when you <laughs> when you have this many you're bound to get some stinkers some duds some, some yeah, i don't pro- remember which one but i do remember one of them being like can't wait till that kid gets killed off because i'm really hoping that they do so and yeah. they did and i felt happy my uh, my three unpopular takes of this year is that uh, Christmas parties suck, Barbarian sucked, and the Black Bones the Black Bone, <laughs> the Black Phone sucked. Uh, those are the lovely phones. As as a huge horror head, everybody loved Barbarian and the Black Phone, and I was just like, "Am I taking fucking crazy pills? <laughs> those movies blue." <laughs> I haven't seen Barbarian, so I cannot I cannot say one way or the other. I friend of the show. Go ahead, sorry, Greg. I can't decide if I liked Black Phone or Barbarian more, but I'm way lower on them than I think the consensus is. So I like them about the same, which is not much. Um, friend of the show and former guest of the show, Matt Lancaster, texted me um, and told me that he was watching Barbarian and he thought it was really stupid and he's only 15 minutes in. And I was like, oh, Matt, quick. Whoa, wait, what? You're still, you're still in the good part. You got to get out of there, man. And I convinced him to watch Weird Al instead. <laughs> and he nice. didn't regret it. I was like, if you're having trouble with the beginning, <laughs> I've got some bad news about the end, brother. <laughs> what a tremendous half of a movie. Yeah. That's all I'll say there. All right. Um, I think we've done it. That's all the stuff we watched. Yeah, we watched it all. We gotta, we gotta get our shoes on and let some wind blow in our shell a little bit, mm. make some whistling sounds. Uh, but first, I like the way it feels. I've got to open my beverage for our discussion. Mm. It is a beer. Mm-hmm. I'm showing it to Denny and Vanessa right With now. A little shell. 
It's called Whale Jet Ski. Whale Jet Ski. Thank you to Turning Point Brewing in North Texas. I need a cheers for this. There we go. Cheers. cheers. There's a little Marcel the Shell on the label, and it's Whale Jet Ski, which is my <laughs> something I put in my notes as one of my favorite um, hockey references in the movie. <laughs> so, cheers to that. I'm gonna pour this. Uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is a 2022 A24 film that I only got as a Amazon rental. I think that was the only place it really was. So yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Us too. Uh, Actually, Denny. It was 2021, Greg. No, it was it no, was this it year. Was this it was year, March. Oh, okay. It was March or something. A24. Uh, more on A24 in a second. But Denny, do you want to uh, summarize the plot since this was your pick? Yes, I will. Um, While I pour Marcel the shell with shoes on. Um, we meet a. It, we saw it this year. It might have got made last year, babe. Maybe okay. she showed I me think, on IMDb. I think Google or IMDb shows 2021, but like the release mm-hmm. date in theaters that's that's like what i thought March. i was it was tripping me out when i was looking at imdb might have been when they like release date it was festivals. june 24th 2022 oh yeah so maybe that might yeah, be like released at festival festivals. date okay. yeah that okay. happens sometimes problem solved mystery solved audience thank you for going on this journey <laughs> with, with us uh, we made it together mm-hmm. um a recently separated documentarian uh is staying at an airbnb with talking shells at it mm-hmm. um he starts to film oh, this yeah. shell. Well, these two shells. Uh, what's the what's the grandma's name? Uh, Nana. Connie. Nana Connie. Nana Connie. I kept wanting to call her Manicotti. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <that laughs> Nana Connie. Manicotti. Manicotti. Um, so he starts filming them. It turns out that they have a really unique way of life and lots of folk wisdom. Uh, but there's one sad thing. They're separated from their family. Good thing they like to watch 60 Minutes, and 60 Minutes wants to cover them after they go viral. Mm-hmm. Um, Nana Connie dies. Uh, Marcel has an existential crisis. Um, and they uh, are able to reunite Marcel with his family. And uh, everyone's dancing and happy. And Marcel gets to go to the recently uh, divorced guy's new house and see Arthur the dog and mm-hmm. run around and have fun. And everybody wins. And it's it's a really happy movie. Yeah, that was a what? very abrupt synopsis. I was, but... I was like, holy shit, you're there already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dude, like, I mean, Quite I the like summary. the movie a lot, but, like, you want to talk about heavy-headed drama to create the illusion of story. <laughs> they really milked it, <laughs> okay? But they did it well. They did it well. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. How, do you, uh, look, look, how do you stretch, like, a YouTube series into a feature-length film? A YouTube series that hasn't been popular in, like, a decade. Yeah. <laughs> like an early YouTube series. Yeah. It's like an origin story for these three three-minute videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say this, though, as we get into relationships. Vanessa and I saw the movie in theaters um, with no knowledge of the YouTube series. We didn't know it existed ever. And my brothers really? like, were like, do you live under a fucking rock? You know, like they like couldn't believe we had never heard of no. Marcel Michelle. And we live in a it- sock drawer. <laughs> well, it was like I I had heard of it before, but I didn't I didn't associate it with YouTube. For some reason, I was like, "Isn't it like a Shel Silverstein kind of thing?" Like I I was mm. thinking that it was in a book or a children's book or something like that. It was where I thought that I knew it from, um, and I was incorrect. But it definitely it felt like a children's book to me, is what like my mind was associating with it because mm-hmm. I knew that I'd heard of this before. But I couldn't figure out why. I 
I was friends with people that watched it and would quote it from time to time, but I had never actually seen it. And then mm-hmm. the trailer came out, and it was like played before almost every movie, like late last year and early this year. Mm-hmm. Like the trailer for this movie was played a lot, and I was like, I know this name, I know this voice, and I think they might have done like one of the quotes from the video. Um, Maybe, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I remember that old thing, and I didn't. <laughs> I, I, but I just didn't really know anything about it. I think I got like a little tired of maybe like. People would do impressions of this, uh, of of Marcel, like some of the quotes from the YouTube videos, and I was just like, ah, yeah, it's like <laughs> one of those things. One of those things where like people quote it enough to you, you're like, okay, I I guess if that's the stuff that they quote, then I don't need to see the actual thing. But it's <laughs> it's like a few minutes of YouTube content, so I didn't feel like I was really missing out, and then. Denny watched it, or yeah, you guys watched it, and you guys had recommended it to me, or just like said how you felt about it. I was like, okay, it's a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't yeah. really know what I was going to get with the movie. It it looked fun. It looked heartwarming. It looked enjoyable. Like it looked like a good time. So I was a little bit optimistic at it from the jump. Like after I'd watched the trailer, so. Yeah, I was excited that you had picked it for something for this show. And I was excited to finally watch it. Man, it was the first thing I thought of for this theme. Like, the the movie just, it, it feels like a warm hug, you know? Yeah. Like, and I'll say, like, seeing it a second time, I had more issues with it than when I saw it in the theater. Um, and also, you know, you're at home, you're just more critical, less immersed. I think, like, one of the biggest sources of my well-documented recency bias is just, like, seeing a movie in theater and it getting like plus five advantage you know (laughs) because it was a theater experience um Mm -hmm. i i had some issues with it that that we'll get into but like i still feel like it's uh it's hard to find something that is this heartwarming and also this sincere Mm -hmm. and that's what i really like about it it doesn't come across as like (laughs) annoyingly positive there's a lot of grief and sadness in the movie um really i mean it's a movie about grief it's a movie about loss of family both Mm -hmm. between marcel and the documentarian right like Mm -hmm. um well and even within like mark and larissa who were the couple mm -hmm. who originally lived in the home with marcel Mm -hmm. and his family um they broke up and that was like yeah that was part of like their conflict and then break up is what led to yeah those pieces the message of the movie is that everyone you love will either divorce you or die and unless you have um the uh the crew of 60 minutes and a platform (laughs) to to help you globally uh there is nothing you can do about it no that's what the message was was of the movie i Mm -hmm. think yeah yeah i think so and it it was kind (laughs) of (laughs) And it's told from, like, a very childlike perspective. Like, Marcel's mm-hmm. very... It played... It's voiced by Jenny Slade, right? Who's a queen. Absolute queen. One of my favorite actors in Hollywood. And we don't talk about her a lot on the show. She is so good. Yeah. We, uh, it, we, it was written and voiced by Jenny Slade. Nice. And she was in our other favorite A24 film from this year. 
everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Uh, we, do, we do like her a lot. Um, do you know I found out why they had to change her name in that movie? To Big Nose? No, from Big Nose. Um, it's credited differently on the DVD to, like, Dog Lady. Um, oh. Apparently, oh. Big Nose um, is, like, Chinese slang for a white person. Mm-hmm. So they just, like, thought it was funny to use that slang. Well, Jenny Slate is Jewish yeah. and has a big nose. Yeah. So people thought it was anti-Semitic humor. Yeah. Oh. Which okay. which was not the intention. Right? Like, just a coincidence. So they, they changed it on the DVD and she's credited as Dog Lady. Okay, yeah. Because I remember when we did the review for that movie, it was still even in IMDb as Big Nose. But now on yeah. IMDb, it is Debbie the Dog Mom. So... Hmm. Yeah, first Big Mouth, now this. What's up with Jenny Slade and uh, racially ambiguous controversies? Yeah. <laughs> She's drawn to him. But I still like her. Um, so I do too. When, like, she's done the thing that is needed in both of the, like, yeah. I like that Big Mouth wasn't like, all right, you're done and we're never going to use you again. They were like, cool, we're going to recast Missy and you still get to be a recurring character of, like, she voices so many different people. Yeah. Hell yeah. What did you guys think of the um, kind of documentarian kind of film style in this? It's it's something... There's a few things about this movie that would like normally annoy me, but they don't mm-hmm. because they're done in such genuine and kind of heartwarming ways. Yeah. Starting with like the documentary style, documentarian documentary, putting the wrong emphasis in places. Wrong. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like the documentarian like having a fun conversation with a shell and it's just like i i never really even questioned like a talking shell and like people's disbelief with that it's just like yeah yeah i guess he would kind of talk to this shell character as if they were as if they were talking to a child Mm -hmm. and that's how it played and it worked great but yeah normally that kind of very authentic documentary style where it's like handheld camera like knocking the microphone every once in a while like that kind of stuff might annoy me a little bit but trying to gain focus on this tiny little shell that's walking up the wall with honey on its shoes like yeah. it's <laughs> it it was it was part of the vibe part of the aesthetic so i i enjoyed it a lot more this time yeah you know it's something i'm super over 11 is super over being on the floor she has leapt up on the couch now um is is the mockumentary the office style of just presentation and i didn't think about it once until you brought it up that this was a mockumentary you know like in there mm-hmm. like it just it's something that usually bothers me and it didn't bother me at all i think one like you said it's not a talking head where the character just explains what they feel it's a little stop motion shell running around mm-hmm. um it, it was different enough that it worked and i also think like again you see them milking this premise and i think it's like well it needed an engine something that just keeps the story moving forward sort of like oppositely charged batteries um and i think the relationship with the filmmaker was a really good way to just make the story go make it go vroom you know like that Mm -hmm. marcel's just living his life and the filmmaker wants all these things that's where all the conflict and problems come from right Mm -hmm. like um i don't know what did you think babe i don't even know if like it was he wanted things but more just like i saw it as like 
a guy who's like slowly kind of losing his mind. Like, yeah, he says that they separated like mm-hmm. mutually, he and his wife, but like he's going through a divorce. He's living out of an Airbnb for an undisclosed amount of time. Yeah. Until he like noticed, because that's what Marcel says. Like most people don't notice us, and he's like, no one's ever talked to you before. Uh, and it's like, yeah, no, no, nobody really notices us. So my my thought with that is that like. He's probably been there for a significant amount of time before he started noticing Marcel. Oh, shit, I didn't think about that. And so, like, has just been slowly eating away without work. Like, what what am I supposed to do now that my life is falling apart? Mm -hmm. Oh, now I'm going to just, like, film this shell and we're going to have some conversations. So it's almost like the ramblings of, like, a madman to an extent. Yeah. But Marcel is so honest and, like, just authentic the whole time that it then becomes really heartwarming yeah yeah no, there's that dimension of like you know the whole time like the documentarian's falling apart mm-hmm. like he's going through a really hard season of life and he seems to have found something that keeps him busy and makes him feel a little bit better and we're we're seeing the world through his perspective mm-hmm. not marcel's right like so I think it really welcomes us through that window as an audience of like, hey, you're going through some hard shit, audience member. Look at this little positive shell. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. seems to never quit. <laughs> I think like the message at the end of the at the end of the day is just like you can smile your way through it like the the director or documentarian kind of is, but at the end of the day you're gonna have to face that grief yeah. a little bit. And it feels hard for the filmmaker to watch Marcel go through these things. Yes. Yeah. And as Marcel kind of grows and learns and decides to move on and grow and change in his life, so does the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like, you know what? I've, I've signed a lease somewhere. I'm going to decide to start moving on. And I, I think that kind of connection that you guys were talking about is a little more heartfelt because... Marcel and Nana Connie like don't expose themselves to other people. It seems like it's just yeah. him. So their relationship feels even more special that like he's the only one that noticed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so nice. It's so cute. Yeah, man. Again, and it's like it's the sincerity and the genuineness that makes this all work. Like when we describe it, I'm like Dude, it's like the laziest, oldest tricks in the book that they used to make this movie work. Like, it's, like, really not even, like, that creative, honestly. <laughs> like, it's... it's, But, like, they they tapped into a feeling and they sustained it for the entire 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. It makes it all feel fresh and makes it feel uh, very unique. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, and it was, also, like, it was prepared just for you. Yeah. And they also kept it at 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I, I could have done it with like... 80. <laughs> no no, you're good well especially knowing that like this showed in 2021 at film festivals you know like it came out in 2022 but like i I do think as well that this captured something like really unique about like what it was like to live in the pandemic that like life got a lot smaller for pretty much everybody and so it was like moments like that even you know through our filmmaker dean i think is his name um Mm -hmm. But, like, life got a lot slower. You know, people weren't really going outside very much, like, (laughs) during that time. And so, yeah, if I was stuck in an Airbnb going through a divorce at the end of the pandemic, which is when this is set, that would be, 
you know, like, finding a shell and his little family would be, like, the most interesting thing that could have happened to me. And, like, just very, like, Marcel goes at his own pace. He invites people to slow down and be in the present. And that's, like, at this point in the pandemic... I, at least for me, I was like, I don't want to be with myself anymore. Yeah. So if I have to sit down and be present with everything, I'm going to freak out because I'm so tired of it. Mm. And yet it's also so beautiful. Like, Yeah, I mean, now that you've said that, I got to think this whole movie happened because this guy was stuck alone in his apartment uh, through through a pandemic and was like... <sighs> I wonder if I could make that Marcel short into a movie. <laughs> I bet I could do it by myself <laughs> during well, this pandemic. It like, sounds like they've been working on this for like the past seven years. Oh, like, never mind. Since, <laughs> that is not how it since happened. Since this, yeah, like uh, Jenny Slate, I, I think, I could be wrong, but I think Jenny Slate and Dean something, something, he has a hyphenated last name, um, something Fisher, Fischel, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think that they used to be married. And so, like, we're working on this together, and then had to work again with each other oh, on it shit. more recently. I think mm. is what I hope that was therapeutic for them. It, it sounded like, that, like yeah. they were both very excited about it, and were like able to keep it separate. But okay, I also imagine that that probably formed some of his own like experience of that of like yeah. what it would have been like for him to meet a shell and things like that in their divorce. I can't imagine what it would be like to work on a movie about the pain of divorce with the person you are divorced from. Yeah, <laughs> to I mean, collaborate I'm, I'm, on that I'm together. fairly certain. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check my yeah, facts. Yeah, that, that might need to be fact-checked, yeah. yeah it was definitely in the worth trivia. Well, and like, if it was I on IMDb trivia, we can't dispute it. <laughs> it's, it's always just known as concrete fact, IMDb trivia. <laughs> yeah, with regards to working on the project with her ex-husband, Jenny Slate said, in some ways there are challenges that come up when you're working with someone in your relationship is making a big, big shift, but it certainly wasn't dramatic or fighting or something like that. This is both of our favorite piece of work, I think, that we do and are doing and have done. So we just wanted to keep our eye on that. We never talked about it, but I feel like both of us understood the work and doing it well. Ah. Hmm. All right. Good on them. Yep. Sounds like they've both grown a lot. Maybe they've met yeah. a shell in their lives. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not fucking mature enough to pull that off. Like, there's yeah. no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, the film's production process lasted around seven years. An outline was written. The dialogue was improvised, recorded, and assembled, repeated and refined until the entire film worth of dialogue was complete. And then the storyboarded each scene. Live action footage and backdrops were filmed. Yeah. Then it was a composite of the live action. Ah. Of what we see, so. How neat is that? Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. Oh, they can all work together. Yeah. It, it really does feel like three people maximum made this movie, despite like all the craftsmanship that clearly went into so much of it. Yeah. It, it really comes across as like an intimate thing that like a man made with, I know they're not real shells that are talking, but like it, it feels like a three person project that was done extremely well. Uh, yeah. The score, I wanted to touch on the music in this movie. Uh, it's an artist that he goes by Disaster Piece. His name is Richard Vreeland. Uh, he did the music for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh. And he did the music for It Follows. Ooh. So he's and, an A24 connoisseur. 
It seems that way. He did He did a lot of video game soundtracks also. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where he got started, and he still does that to this day. But I love the music in this movie. It's just like yeah. kind of that intimate vibe that I was talking about that makes it mm-hmm. feel like three people were involved here. Mm-hmm. Like the music really helps settle like this this vibe and this intimacy in every scene. It's just simplistic and it just enriches all the visuals a lot. Yeah. So I thought the, the soundtrack homey. was special. Yeah, homely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What'd y'all think of the uh what I'm assuming was or what Vanessa was saying was like a stop motion computer animation hybrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and live footage. And like, live like footage. All, yeah. What do you guys think of how Marcel and his his kin moved around in the world? I mean, I'm always a fan of stop motion. Me like too. I I, yes. I like it. I think it's fun. I think it <clears throat> is something that we don't see as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when when it's there, like and and the way that it was integrated, I think too, into like working with an actor, like on scene with an actor and in real spaces yeah. i think was really cool that i i liked that a lot yeah exactly like that kind of when there is like shown that hybrid where like somebody's hand is in the shot and like mm-hmm. there's a stop motion thing happening i i loved those moments like marcel by himself or with nana connie and like the dog especially it's yeah. like even even maybe by themselves and then maybe with like you know some like the ball getting launched across the room like mixed in with something kind of real i thought that was special enough and then you start adding like the dog or like the human a human element into those scenes i thought it was it was really cool and really interesting i i i like stuff like that yeah i do too i like, I, I like small I stuff do. yeah and i cannot everybody lie. does everybody likes little teeny tiny cute things exactly the little shoes yep I just, like, whenever I see stop motion, I'm always, like, appreciative that I'm, like, 24 photographs equals one second. Mm. Mm. Right? Like, if Mm. if we're shooting at 24 frames per second, holy shit, one second of film. Mm -hmm. 24 pictures they had to take for that. And I also love that, like, this one you could tell it was, like, digitally touched up. But they like made it look like old kind of clunky stop motion. <laughs> you know, like they chose to make mm-hmm. it look more stop motiony instead of smoother, which I really appreciated. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was actually twenty four frames or twenty four mm-hmm. photographs per second. Basically, like it seemed like it was maybe eighteen or twenty, like a yeah. little bit of choppiness to it, a less yeah. smooth motion. But I feel like that kind of made it feel a little more homemade. Yeah, like if it was just charm. if it was just like realistically smooth and like just buttery crisp and like smooth realistic motion, I feel like it would have not sold that kind of homey homemade vibe yeah. that they were really going for. So having it a little bit, I wouldn't say like I would say like choppy on purpose. Yeah, yeah, was, no, so it's, like it's decidedly what they, clunky. Yeah, decidedly it's what they did clunky. with the Lego Movie. Mm-hmm. Intentionally, yeah. yeah, intentionally letting you know that hey this is animated we're not trying to sell you on like full realism yeah we're not gonna pretend like we (laughs) we don't know this is a fake shell that we're sticking to like (laughs) with like sticky tack a little a little eyeball on with shoes Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. we're not gonna expect you to believe that this is a real shell that talks yeah (laughs) what 
Would we say the Muppet effect applies here? Where, I like, was I was working my way there. Oh, but yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I no, I like I didn't know how to say it, so I'm I wanted you to bring it up. Yeah, the Muppet effect is a theory we talk about on this show uh, whenever it applies, uh, saying that like it's about how we always fully immerse in the Muppets, despite the fact that they like make no effort to convince you that it's anything other than a guy's hand in a sock. You know, like oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's because they don't insult you, so you're able to buy in. Yeah. They don't yeah. try to yeah. convince you, so you're like, I'll happily play along, actually, mm-hmm. since you're not pressuring me. Yeah. You and know? Then, like, <laughs> at the end, we've got, like, a tampon, some, you know, like... Cheetos. Cheetos, some pretzels. It, like, a face in a peanut shell. Are, yeah, peanut yeah. shell faces. Um, yeah, just, like, in anything literally that that is like laying around and has been forgotten about mm-hmm. has become like anthropomorphized yeah and that's fine like it doesn't yeah like even like a spool of thread looks like a snail instead of like a spool of thread yeah. you know like it's mm-hmm. those kinds of things like and then a couple minutes later a little <laughs> pebble rolled across the floor of our house it did and um i put it outside instead of mm-hmm. throwing it in the trash because i didn't want to separate it from its family yeah oh you gotta put it in the sock drawer, bud. From. The sock drawer. Yeah. Shit. <sighs> Better then go it's gonna it. be in my sock. <laughs> I'm gonna bruise my heel. Yeah. It's gonna be a whole fucking thing. It's gonna be a whole thing. <sighs> my suspension of disbelief didn't go that far. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he did take the stone outside. I know my life isn't a movie. I think. <laughs> uh, did you appreciate the Nathan Fielder? appearance in this one what nathan fielder was the brother uh, the, the brother justin yeah i thought that i recognized his voice marcel was trying yeah. to coach him through using honey to walk on the wall uh-huh and he was, I was like, like i've got it i know uh-huh. that voice yeah I, I i heard it this time i can hear it now <laughs> yeah i can hear it now oh my god i, I totally missed it oh my god that's awesome. marcel was like um actually walking on the walls is uh satanic so <laughs> in order to become a shell i had to use honey on my shoes to stick to the walls if i was going to be marcel's brother i had to really become a shell oh my god so i think we know what season two of the uh uh-huh. reversal is going to be about i would be kind of shocked a giant giant shell costume I'd be more shocked if he never did anything with Marcel yes. on the show. Like, his method for mm-hmm. preparing for his bit part in the Marcel movie. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Hell, yeah. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, like, the whole movie itself, I mean, it's even kind of difficult to, like, talk about, at least, at least for me, because, like, I feel like it's, it, yes, it's parts, but, like, the whole is so much greater than its parts as well like Mm -hmm. the whole vibe of the movie like even this time as well like yeah i i felt similarly that i wasn't as engaged with it this time um as i was when we watched in the theaters but i just remember leaving the theater and being like that's exactly what i wanted that to be like it's nothing more nothing Mm -hmm. less it was heartwarming like it was exactly what i wanted from that experience and was just like such a nice like lift in that day yeah like that that week as a whole being like we really wanted to see this we weren't sure exactly what it was going to be like Mm -hmm. and just like 
feeling very positive yeah after like uplifted and connected and that kind of thing and so yeah i don't know i feel like talking about the individual pieces i i don't i don't feel like i've got as much to say about those things man i I think when when you when you break it down it gets less impressive Mm -hmm. i I really well and, and i think that's what works so well about it is that this is a very simple movie that knew what it was and stuck to its strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and well, all, well done. Uh, very yeah. competently made, very successful at what they were trying to do. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's got a lot of depth to it under the surface. I even think I saw them, like I've said before, milking it on the second watch more than I did on the first watch. Mm-hmm. Um the first watch, I didn't feel like they were milking anything at all. I felt like yeah. it was just a flowing, awesome story that I loved. This time I was like, ah, uh, I guess he had to get worried about Grandma because we couldn't go straight to the interview. That'd be a short movie. You know? Like- well, you also <laughs> knew, too, like, that this had been... Is that 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 was when we, we hadn't seen the shorts, and I think that we pulled up one of them or something. Yeah. Um, And it was, like... It was very similar. There's some, like, recurring bits that are in the movie that were in the mm-hmm. shorts that we just didn't know about um, because we'd never seen the shorts yeah. before, I don't believe. Yeah, the I think it's basically an origin story for those yeah. shorts, which for is sure. so weird. I, th- I, I guess, I don't know because I hadn't seen them. I, I think, like, a lot of the opening bits and what, like, the director is, like, putting on YouTube is the YouTube videos. Yeah. And then from there the it like the new story kind of yeah. grows mm-hmm. and fleshes out so i don't know i i i feel the same as denny where like i feel like on a second watch i think i would say like oh they're really kind of milking this moment it it does know exactly what it is i think it accomplishes exactly what it wants to or it's like it's not trying to blow your mind or anything it's just trying to be like appeal to you on an individual level in some emotional manner and i feel like every person that's at least in touch with some emotional side of themselves is going to walk away and like things are going to stick with you yeah if if you were really paying attention and like letting yourself feel the things that were being explored here so i think it is a good experience to watch i'm not sure how much i would want to like watch it again but I feel like there is a lot to get out of this movie, at least on the first watch through. No, most definitely. So. And I don't like dislike it on the second watch. You know, I want to be clear yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I, I was more critical on the second mm-hmm. watch. Is more is more what was happening. You know, like yeah, for I, sure. I didn't have my analytical eyes on when I watched it the first time. I was like, mm, little shell buddy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I I wish I had watched this in theaters because it's. It, it, I feel like it would really serve in the movie's favor, just like having yes. the room be dark, no other yeah. distractions, just yeah. like buy into the emotion of what's going on, and mm-hmm. you're gonna have a, a better time, I think. I think the theater made me feel the emotions more powerfully. Yeah, without I, a doubt, I would agree. and that's that's the real agree. strength of the movie. Yeah. So maybe coming home after a stressful day at work, you just turn all the lights off and put this movie on, and let yourself feel those emotions instead of yeah. Uh, whatever emotions you felt from when your boss was telling you that you did your TPS reports wrong or whatever. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, turn around and drive straight to the movie theater. 
after the stressful day at work. And I was like, that actually oh. really works for me. I'm going to do it on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, that'll be me tomorrow and Thursday. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. We're going to watch Banshees of Inisherin tomorrow. Fuck yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oscar like season starting. And Thursday... Thursday, I'll be there with you guys. Mm, yeah, we're gonna I'm see the so menu. Excited. Yeah, and that we're gonna is... order from it. Yes, yeah, we are. not that menu. I don't think though. They've been airing yeah. advertisements for the menu for like eight months now. Yeah, I feel like, like. From, like, Holy it's shit, been heavily boy, promoted. Have <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very like I remember the first time I saw it and I was like, I have to wait like six months for this. What the heck? Like, yeah. Little did you know you would see it before every single movie you saw. <laughs> <laughs> for, right. for all six of those months right yeah i'm excited though I, yeah. I am too i am too i don't think i'll get as much um lessons about grief or emotional openness in the menu don't, as i don't will sell with yourself Marcel short the yet don't don't sell yourself short but i haven't seen yet what you that anya taylor joy story? is a real shellfish <laughs> this is a real shell yeah are we about ready to wrap Marcel? I feel like we're we're winding down. Do you guys have anything else to say? Yeah, I don't really kinda, have anything. Yeah, well, sorry. Girl. I'm kind of I'm kind of looking over. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just looking over my notes. I don't really think I have anything that I didn't want to cover, like in the gimmicks and everything. I feel like there's more discussion to be had there. So cool. We can go ahead and dive in uh, with our gimmick of the week this week. Denny, please. What the hell is our gimmick of the week this week? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, did we say it was the greatest achievement in work-life balance? Uh, we did, and I asked you what you meant by that, and you didn't respond, so uh, we went with that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've had a rough <laughs> mental health week. Sorry. <laughs> me too, and I needed to distract myself with the movie, Yay. which is why I'm glad we did this one. Not gonna Yay. lie. <laughs> so I guess we went with that gimmick of the week. Yeah. I put a thing down, but I want to hear yours. Okay, cool. Um, mine was uh, Marcel's demonstration of how sometimes when you get frustrated with simple tasks, you've just got to stop and shout it all out. Mm. Um, when he spilled the honey, things like that. Um, with my acuity of mental illness, I I have to use my coping skills all day at work. You know, mm. like I'm I'm meditating at work, I'm journaling at work, I'm stretching at work. Um, just to get through the day, I've got to constantly press those reset buttons. And I wish I could shout it out at work. Cause I, let me tell you guys, it's called completing your stress cycle, mm -hmm. shout, punch the air, jog in place, let all those fight or flight hormones do what they were supposed to do, except don't fight or run away. Just go through the motions of doing it or yell, make some noise. It helps a lot. I wish I could shout it out like Marcel does when he gets frustrated. I also lose my shit at simple task as vanessa can attest to lose my mm. shit at, at simple shit being hard to manage mm -hmm. yeah i i tell my wife all the time like she she thinks i'm really mad about something like if i screw up when i'm making dinner or something like that or like take miss the exit or something while we're driving like i'll just yell out some stuff and just like sound really mad and she thinks i'm mad for like the whole time after that i'm like no like me saying all that stuff is me getting that out of my system if i don't say anything all that stuff just stays inside so i exactly. need to like 
yell all that stuff out and like okay I'm, i think i'm good now <laughs> we'll, we'll I, use the I, phrase uh being angry for fun yeah like i'm not Ooh. really mad right now i'm being angry for fun to let the anger out <laughs> yeah or even like for me like it's something that i talked about thanks kanye before you went off the rocker um but it's that idea of before just like college dropout <laughs> no i he was already <laughs> off the rocker him? there uh he was he, he seemed less off he sure was, he was he was half sitting on the rocker. Um, yeah. He was rocking, you know, the, the ebb and flow. Anyway, uh, but it's the idea of, like, say it out loud just to see how it feels. Like, see how it tastes. See how it feels. Um, yeah. And he should have realized that anti-Semitism doesn't really taste that great. But, uh, oh, no, no, no. I, I'm not saying that we <laughs> do Kanye like shouldn't Kanye. have followed his own advice. No. Kanye mm, shouldn't no. be saying things out loud to see how they feel. And also, like, for most people, don't that's say things move. out loud to see how it feels on, like, into live a camera microphone. and into microphones. <laughs> yeah. I just more With mean, that like, much power there are and things that cycle yeah. through my head sometimes that I can't get out until I, like, actually speak it. And I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't fit. Never mind. But yeah. it just, like, has been, like, bopping around in my head. Or something that I'm like, I don't really know that that applies. And then I say it and I'm like, ooh, no, actually, that's I'm onto something there. Like, that yeah. does really resonate. And so that's what I, I've taken. Yeah, that, yeah. like, shout it out, say it out loud just to see how it feels. Like, to you know, your therapist. To your therapist, yeah. Not, not to a microphone. <laughs> not to a microphone. To your therapist. Not to an arena. <laughs> to a movie. Not to Twitter. To yeah. a movie screen with a shell on it. Yeah. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. Be careful. Yeah. Marcel's sensitive. Don't just, you know, be careless with your words when you're talking to yeah, him. Yeah, also Marcel is not your therapist. So for, for anyone else could have fooled me. <laughs> could have fooled me. He was very therapeutic. Yeah. A lot of childlike thoughts, but then a lot of very deep, <laughs> well fleshed out mm -hmm. thoughts as well. I really liked mm -hmm. I really liked Marcel. <laughs> I just yeah. like him so much. I do too. Um, let's see. Who's up for gimmicks? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Which I honestly think is, like, pretty appropriate as well of, like, what you saw as your work-life balance. Like, what stuck out to you versus, like, what stuck out to me. What stuck out to me, the work-life balance moment, was just seeing Dean, like, progressively become more part of it instead of being behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Like, seeing him participate in life mm -hmm. with Marcel more and more and, like, join in with everybody else instead of like staying in his own kind of isolated place mm -hmm. with a camera in between um and i feel like that is partly what i like i don't have a camera but i tend <laughs> to observe a lot more than sometimes participating and so i think that that is a that is apropos of where i feel like i am in life of trying to do more work-life balance of being able to set things down to participate um instead of having that distance yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I like nice. that. Because, yeah, Dean, like, especially at the beginning of the movie, like, no, I'm just pretend I'm not here. Like, you just, uh -huh. like, oh, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Like, oh, I'm just here with a camera. Like, and then Marcel's, like, asking him questions constantly, constantly mm -hmm. asking him new things. Like, have you ever tasted a raspberry? That kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's yeah. just like. Very Buddy the Elf. Yeah. Uh huh. It's when nice even, to like, have turns someone... the camera on him as well at one point, like, mm -hmm. in, like, a yeah, childlike, like, <laughs> giggly a prank. way. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's just, like, forcing you to kind of participate in the thing that you're already participating in, so. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Marcel, mm -hmm. for helping us realize that. Yeah. Um, my favorite work-life balance, uh, I forget what the gimmick was called exactly, how we phrased it. Uh, I, I did agree with Denny that I felt like this movie was maybe... 
six to ten minutes longer than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. But, like, the last six minutes or so, I thought it was just the nicest the nicest six minutes of the movie. Like, the, the climax of the film is Marcel finding his family again and everybody mm-hmm. reuniting and coming back to the house. And everyone's just partying. We're interviewing the parents. We're all dust skating on the coffee mm-hmm. table, that kind of thing. And Marcel just has a moment where he's like, I gotta, I gotta get away from the party. I've gotta just like go down to the basement with a laundry machine, smell the dryer sheets, and think about Nana Connie who passed away. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, when he's like, <laughs> it's so sad. When he's like waist deep in a puddle of his own tears, he oh. says, oh, "I can't remember what he says exactly." Like sometimes you got to leave the party in your house. Uh, family being here is great. Uh, sometimes you got to leave the party and go off and rest for a while while still still hearing the noise of the party. So oh, you're yes. reminded, you're you can hear that family's here and that comfort and home is here but you can be by yourself and also feel the thing so you're like comforted in your uh solitude but it's not completely solitude because you hear the party going on upstairs and Mm -hmm. that comes for full circle at the end of the movie where he escapes to the laundry room and can hear the party upstairs and feels the solitude of just sitting in the uh the emotion and reminiscing on nana so he Mm -hmm. yeah he realizes, like, here's what I want emotionally, and he gets that at the end. And it was really, really nice uh, yeah. closing yeah. scenes. I, I, <laughs> I got, I got to remember what he says in the, in the, like referencing that kind of like. I remember the line, like you can still hear that there's people around, so you know you're like safe or not mm-hmm. alone. Like, mm-hmm. and then he gets that. It's, it's, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's a good segue into favorite lines, don't y'all think? Yeah. I think so. Who's up first? Vanessa, you Cool. are um, looking for your notes. Okay. I have it. Yep. You got it? Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if this is the exact quote, but I tried to remember it exactly. But it was it was when, when you're talking about, so it's that kind of like Marcel's last few things that he says um, when he's down at the dryer, just kind of staring out, thinking about Nana Connie, um, and just the, like, the wind is whistling through his shell, mm-hmm. uh, it's as it reminds him that I'm not just one piece rattling around, but connected to something as a whole, and I like the sound of being connected to everything, and I just thought yeah. that, that was really beautiful. I almost put that one down myself, um, I, I had mine, like, way earlier in the movie, but, like, that one stuck out, and I was like... Denny's probably gonna pick that one. <laughs> like that—that's—that's that's that's an all-timer. Yeah. That—that that was an all-timer for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denny, did you have one? Because I didn't know Vanessa was gonna be on this episode. So yeah. But I'm, gl- I'm glad one of you guys picked that line. Yeah. Yep. Um, mine was uh, something I'm really relating to as someone in their early 30s with mental illnesses, um, who is living a really atypical life on a really atypical timetable. Uh, this one just really hit home for me. Um, sometimes you've got to disregard those rules and say, my rule is I want to stay alive and have a good life. Mm. Um, and that's kind of like what I'm readjusting my expectations for what life is going to be like right now is that I'm like, Hey, 
I want life to be peaceful. Mm -hmm. And that might mean that life is kind of unexciting, you know, but I want it to be peaceful. I'm just feeling like the things I want changing, you know, like instead of like having something extravagant or adventurous, I'm like, no, I want to like have a quiet and calm and enjoyable life. You know, like that's, that's what I want now. And Mm -hmm. um, some of you woke up that way. Uh, but I'm 32 and still working on it. So that quote really spoke to me. Well, then I got very good news. Oh, we've got the same line, buddy. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Nice. Two, two minutes into the movie, two minutes in, God. and we get hit with the heavy hitter of sometimes you have to disregard those rules and think, well, actually the rule is that I want to have, I want to be having a good life and stay alive and, and not just survive, but have a good life. So good. That's I'm like, glad you got the full the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Like, it just, yeah, everything you said. It's something that we've talked about, like, a few times. I can't even remember. Like, the other movies we kind of brought it up for is just, like, all you want to do is just, like, be at home enjoying yourself with Vanessa and, like, you're good. Yeah, And as soon as we're done recording this podcast, I'm going to turn the computer off and go with my wife and the dog. They're already like asleep in bed and I'm just going to enjoy them and yes. stay up, watch a little bit of TV while they're just there keeping me warm. And that's like, that's all I want. And that's, that's not just surviving, but that's a good life to me. Yeah. So that's what that line made me think of. And I'm so glad we're reminded of that so often in this podcast. It feels like we're looking for moments like that. And this movie was full of moments like that. So there you go. That was just one of them. Hell yeah. Uh, Look at us. Similar journeys. All three of us. Yeah. You'll love to see it. Um, You know, because we're connected. We're not Mm -hmm. just one piece rattling around. We're connected. We're connected. Everything's my bro because everything's connected. Mm Mm-hmm hats rocks that's a vaughn quote from community (laughs) (laughs) i was watching that last night actually everything in the entire universe is my bro because it's all connected (laughs) i miss vaughn i miss vaughn i hope he's in the movie yeah and jesus wept for there were no more worlds to conquer conquer. Jesus wept. Uh, <laughs> For there and... were no more movies to rate. <sighs> Speaking we're not of there yet, movies, brother. We're not there yet? Not? Oh, we're not done rating every movie that ever existed. Oh, okay. Oh, That's, we decided I, we were, we're going to... into rating My bad, no. we're. Gonna, I thought you were segueing into permanently ending the podcast, and I was like, we agreed when all that is left is Star Wars is when we end the podcast, because <laughs> we don't do Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Once we've done everything except Star Wars, the podcast is over. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, when so all that's shabby. left is Star Wars, there's truly nothing left for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Star Wars will always be there to welcome you home. True. Sure. sure. <laughs> I would do Chewy. the holiday specials. Chewy, we're home, if I may. <laughs> ah, I remember that from the trailer. Oh man, I, I feel like that would just make me emotional, and I would cry. And then they would be like, "They cry now, they cry now, mm-hmm. they cry now." Now with crying, yeah. <laughs> 
shittiest line delivery of all time. All right. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I ruined the segue, everyone. <laughs> Greg, I'll miss you when you choke to death. I this is horrible. I can't help you. I, I'm Keep watching coughing. Greg die. Keep I can't coughing. resuscitate him. I inhaled liquid that was in my throat, so I'm Aww. dying now. Yeah, so don't before I die. Before I die, my last wish is to know what you gave a score to for Marcel the show with shoes on. <laughs> my I dying it, wish. <laughs> I gave it a 38 out of 50. I had to lower it from a 42 because the recency bias was a little too strong. Um, but 38 out of 50, very solid, very good movie that I would be down to watch pretty much whenever. There's not a part of this movie I don't like. I, I was down with everything that happened in it. Um... It doesn't have the depth that um, higher-ranking movies have for me, but it also doesn't need it. It's perfectly fine just the way it is. So, yep, 38 out of 50. Um, hmm. Who's up next? I always love Vanessa's <laughs> scales that she makes I mean, for the yeah. I'm eagerly anticipating Vanessa's uh, grading scale here. Yeah, I, I would say that it's uh, three and three quarters honey steps out of five honey steps <laughs> very nice beautiful wonderfully said uh, i'm glad you rated things on the wall That's yeah great. um i gave this one a 32 out of 40 hot damn that's a high yeah. rating i got a lot out of, a lot out of it I, I i think i've said like a few times if a movie can make me feel something whether that's like a sense of fun or sadness or just like really like grip, grips me with intensity it takes a lot for a movie to like grip me emotionally and like really connect with like the grief of a character and that kind of thing and i was mm -hmm. like this movie isn't gonna get me and then uh nana connie's headstone piece was a queen from a chess set and i was like ah oh, fuck they got me oh. <laughs> You're here I go, getting emotional again. Yeah. And I, I, I thought the emotions were very strong in this movie. I liked the little bit of commentary about, like, internet culture and just, like, Marcel's very, like, quick-moving understanding of the internet from being like, oh, my gosh, 82 people watched our video? <laughs> and then, like, maybe 20 minutes later, just looking through all the stuff on the internet, just like looking at the internet and saying there's so much nothing it's just like, yeah. it, it's it's universal it's beautiful like I, I i don't know i like this movie a lot i'll watch it again fun times i'm gonna 32. change my rating to four four out of five honey she steps. bumps it up yes Marcel that step was step. finished yeah 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 finish the step very nice yes. love to hear it awesome <sighs> this has been a wholesome week of movies for when wouldn't y'all say yeah yeah i would I agree so yeah this is, this is what we needed today yeah we needed to not watch anything super heavy but yeah. have some heart yeah, yeah. rough yeah. weekend mm -hmm. it's a rough weekend i get stressful it. couple days at not work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stressful break from only work. to go back to work tomorrow so we, we will uh, have our that's... better work-life balance in yes place. that's tomorrow's problem yeah this is life today you need to balance Absolutely. the two, mm -hmm. or so I hear. Man, tell me. <laughs> what a good time. All right, that was Denny's pick. 
This concludes episode one of Movies for When You've Had a Stressful Day at Work. We are going to need audience help to decide our third movie, but next week is our second movie, movie number two, and it's going to be my pick. All You Need is Kill, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're going to be watching. I actually really like that movie. It's a great like, movie. Like, unironically. It's fucking good. <laughs> it's like a, it's it's one of those that can, sorry, I don't want to. I'm probably not going to be on Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, come on. Get your thoughts out now. It is a... I never think about it, and maybe that's that's part of the shtick of the movie itself, because, you know, there's some things about remembering and not remembering. Um, But I'm always happy to watch it. Like, the the few times that... I want to say that I've seen it maybe two or three times or something like that. At at least two, probably three... um, and every time I'm like, oh, I forget about that. And then I watch and I'm like, this is really good. Why did I forget about it? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I picked it. It's just like, oh, this is actually cool and good. I like watching yeah. this. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of my the reasoning. The CGI is not stupid. Like, it, it like, looks <laughs> not bad. Like, you know, it's, there's kind of, like, it's got some heart. It's got some Tom Cruise being Tom. Mm-hmm. I think it tells us that Greg and I decompress Tom. from stressful days very differently. Very differently. Yeah. <laughs> Based like, on our picks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I wanted true. to go f- I wanted to go for a little bit more of a universal one like mm-hmm. it's just like me and Denny have such different ideas of like what relaxes us. I think we mentioned yeah. it uh in last week's episode actually is like <laughs> we kind of tease what we were doing for this this show and I was like yeah, if I want to decompress from work, I'll watch Green Room or some shit. <laughs> you want to watch like Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. Again, it's like I, uh-huh. again, a movie we like a lot. But like, I, I want to see, I want to yeah. see something like gritty realism, just like take me out of whatever reality I'm in and just like yeah. make me forget things and just yeah. show me something worse. And I'm having a great time. Yeah, that's usually not my. I either want like fantasy or like 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 Marcel you know yeah. like some some like mm-hmm. fantasy realism mm-hmm. or like something like that like I want to like like Tolkien like take me out of my world to like Middle Earth or something like that like mm-hmm. that's more power to you that's awesome yeah. or or something that's like A24-esque yeah that's gonna yeah. make me like feel something as well yeah I don't know that's that's usually what I Man. want <laughs> Or every once in a while, just like love is blind. Just give me some <laughs> dumb garbage to just not think about and to hate something that's not at all we, like uh, my life. So. We do watch. Uh, we do stay up to date on Hell's Kitchen. So nice. Sim- similar outlet for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to care too much about this dumb shit over here, because then I don't care about this other stuff over here. Yeah. So dude, I get Iron it. Chef, that mm-hmm. it's so good. It's yeah, it's intense. You get really into it. Yeah, jellify that smoke. I don't know, like do something weird with that thing <laughs> that's not really an ingredient, but I'm really enthralled and I think my tragic flaw is thinking that I can do that in my tiny kitchen. So, I cannot. I can give it an effort. I can do something similar, but I don't have an ice creamery that I can make, you know, my basil pesto into an ice cream to put on top of my... Who would eat Ooh. basil pesto ice cream? If you do it right, we need to watch Iron Chef, babe. It's really cool. Some of the stuff that they do, they do stuff with, like, textures and cold, like, 
temperatures and things like that that like elevate things. Why would why would I want to watch a show where they're making basil pesto ice cream? It's that not just horrible. basil pesto ice cream. You don't get it. It's you fine. don't get it's it. It's not for just, you. All right. <laughs> Vanessa. Go watch your little wrestling show, whatever. I watch art. <laughs> yeah, Iron Chef, real highbrow entertainment. Vanessa's a woman of substance, Daddy. It's basically a night at the opera. <laughs> you guys come over. You and my wife can watch your dumb shit on the TV, and me and Vanessa will cook and watch things like on an iPad in the kitchen or yes. something. That was my that pitch for y'all to move wonderful. to Denton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Hell, yeah. man, I get it. All right. I think we've done it, folks. We did it. We did it. We have shelled the shoes, and we have Marcel Dion. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Marcel Dion. It's a hockey player. I don't think we have anything left to cover left to talk about surprisingly much less to say about marcel than no country for old men i'm a little shocked yeah because marcel's such a better movie you'd think we oh talk about it more sure honestly I, I more think it's because marcel says enough for himself like it's the unassuming nature of it of like marcel doesn't need our critique he's content mm-hmm. who he is as a little shell living yeah. his life there you go you see Vanessa gets it, man. Vanessa gets it. All right. <laughs> Anytime you want to fire me and just make Vanessa your regular co-host, <laughs> I, uh, I I think it would improve the show quite a bit. Really cut some of the dead weight and <laughs> just just make it all better. If if we re up on the uh, the cooking movies or the food movies, I'll I'll disinvite you and only bring Vanessa on. So, Perfect. bro, that sounds we'll awesome. See. I'll take a couple weeks off, yeah. and y'all can talk about food movies what that, I don't, that I don't have to watch. Yeah. Do you know Ooh, Chef would, is the first movie love... we ever watched? Yes, I did know that, actually. After yeah. we started dating. Vanessa doesn't remember it. I do not remember that at all. Like, because I, was I promise, I promise we're just really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> that phase, yeah. Friends watch Chef together on the couch in the dark all yeah, the time. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple uh, movies I want to watch with Vanessa. Uh, or talk about whoa. with Vanessa. Whoa. Whoa. Talk about. We just said friends watch Chef in the dark all the time. It's fine. I know, and that's why you didn't finish. I said, whoa, that's awesome, is what I was going to say. Whoa, cool. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like that's what was coming. You know what else feels like it's coming? It's coming up close. It's coming in hot. It's right here. I think it's a catchphrase. You sure it's not an orgasm? promises for greg work the leg work johnson and vanessa the producer and savior of the show taylor i'm denny the talent taylor and this has been movies for when we already told you when but you know what we didn't tell you what's my cage again i'm michelle see my shoes
Stay.